You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I am back because what a game. Had to give you the bonus edition of Locked On Mets today. Unbelievable performance. The baby Mets got a turn from them now. They all came up clutch in this one. I'll be discussing their performance and Pete Alonzo and Francisco Lindor and everything that happened in the first segment. Second segment, I want to go into, for one, Pete Alonzo as an MVP candidate the way he's playing lately, but also just how this lineup tonight was the best lineup the Mets can put forth moving forward. Then in the final segment, Aces, it's time for them to show up. You got Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander to try to close out this series. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, on the last show, I told you that it was probably the last you'd hear from me until Monday, unless the Mets do something crazy on Friday night they have to talk about. And I think what we just watched would qualify as a crazy game that has to be discussed. What a performance from this Mets team that has finally figured it out and they found a new identity. It's the Baby Mets. Francisco Lindor told us after the game, they call them the Babies. The Baby Mets completely turned this game around for them, okay? Early, you're losing 5-0, okay? The Mets team that we've been watching for the last couple of weeks would have folded, but you had the Baby Mets and you have Francisco Alvarez who comes up in the fifth inning and hits a home run for you. And all of a sudden, you know, the momentum starts changing. And here's the crazy thing. It wasn't just the Baby Mets. But when the Baby Mets have a, a home run here, a home run there, a clutch hit, a walk, whatever it is, you're finally getting production from some of those spots that you were getting nothing from earlier in the season. And all of a sudden, some of that pressure is alleviated from Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor because, hey, look, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty could both hit home runs too. And so now, maybe the pressure's off a little more, and guess what? They start to contribute more as well, and suddenly the entire lineup starts to get back to that pass the baton, you know, always can come back feel that they had last season when they won 101 games. All of a sudden, you know, I was on shows earlier this week, and, and I was saying, you know, I don't think the Mets can contend with the Braves anymore. I'll change my tune on that immediately. Yes, this team's only 500 now. They're 23 and 23. But the vibes have changed. And look, we're going to get to it in a little bit about you know Scherzer and Verlander. Now you got an opportunity for your aces to show up big. And maybe you finish this week really, really strong on a five-game winning streak. That's in the cars for this Mets team. And it starts with the baby Mets just changing the construction of the team, obviously with the lineup, but just the energy and bringing that energy. And I'll say something about Francisco Alvarez, who did start it with that home run, the fifth. That man plays 
hard. He is doing his best behind the plate. He almost beat out a grounder today. I mean, hustles down the line, takes hacks. And I don't see how, but the way he has matured and grown in such a short time, how you can pull the ripcord on him for Gary Sanchez, uh, Tomas Nito, or even Omar Narvaez. I feel like he's earning this starting catching job for not just this season, for the next decade. So anyway, he starts it off. Francisco Lindor doubles. This is in the fifth. He comes around on a Jeff McNeil base hit. You cut it to five to two. Sixth inning, Brett Beatty homers. So now all of a sudden, five three. And one thing I'll note, um, I believe a podcast host, I think he might host Locked on Mets, had a bold predictions podcast before the season started where I think he said that the Mets rookies would hit 40 home runs this season. Well, you got five from Alvarez, four from Beatty, one from Vientos, quarter of the way there. And you're at a quarter of the way through the season, and these guys weren't even in the lineup. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's closer to 50 the way they're playing. Who knows? But just something to, to continue to monitor. Now, the Mets, the bullpen is still taxed. You got Leon out there. You got Nogasek. You got Hunter, who did get out of the jam. But the bottom line is they weren't quite caught up. Buck's trying to get through the game. His late-inning relievers are taxed. And all of a sudden, that deficit falls again. The Mets give up two, top of the seventh. You're now, once again, in a four-run hole. But the last couple innings, you're able to score a run. So suddenly, that lineup's feeling a little bit looser. Everyone's going to the box thinking, all right, we can do damage. We can come back quick. We can put runs on the board. And you get Pete Alonso, who's looking like a damn MVP right now, homering in the last four games. Coming up, absolutely massive. He had Nimmo on first, for, well, Nimmo on third. He led things off of the walk. Lindor got a hit. Jeff McNeil walks. Pete Alonso comes up in a big, big spot. Has a great at-bat. Gets himself into a hitter's count. Gets a fastball. Waits on it. Right center, hits a grand slam, and there you go. Your Mets right back in the game. They tie it. Now, this thing ends up going into uh, extra innings. Adam Adovino, uh, solid in the eighth. Robertson in the ninth with some great defense behind him. Jeff McNeil making a backhand play. Pete Alonzo making a diving play. You had earlier in the game Nemo with the double play because the Guardians were also making mistakes. And some terrible base running. That's the other thing, too. When the momentum starts to turn, sometimes the other team is making those errors that they weren't before that are putting you in a position to capitalize. And the Mets are capitalizing on all of them right now. So, again, you get through nine, you go into extras. Drew Smith comes on, and he's unable uh, to get out of it, gives up a two-run homer. So, all of a sudden, once again, you're in a hole. But this Mets team, no quitting them. And, again, baby Mets. Starling Marte flies out to lead things off. Brett Beatty was on second base as the ghost runner. Mark Vientos, first pitch hunting, doesn't try to do too much, just hits a really hard ground ball up the middle. There you go. Right there, Beatty scores. That much closer. Then, shout out to Buck Showalter, incredible managerial decision. Didn't see this one coming. Eduardo Escobar, pinch runner. And he steals second. Granted, if it was a good throw, easily would have been gunned down. The entire game is different. But again, when the momentum goes onto your side, you have a situation where 
the shortstop that you traded to the Guardians, who's a bad shortstop of Metrosario, doesn't not only does not pick it, he doesn't even get in front of it. And there you go. There's second base for you. You got him in scoring position. Daniel Vogelback comes up. That's going to be a discussion we'll get to in the next seven because he looks awful at the plate right now. He strikes out. But baby Mets, you got another one waiting for you. Right on deck. Another baby Met strolls up. Francisco Alvarez. Clutch, clutch hit in an 0-2 count with two outs. This guy's got clutch gene written all over him the way he's playing lately. He gets a knock. Escobar scores. Alvarez to second. Tie ball game again. Okay? And then what happens? You have the veterans come through. Brandon Nimmo hits a ground ball in the hole, put the ball in play, something good will happen. Med Rosario fields it. Almost loses the game for the Guardians because he makes a ridiculous throw to first base. But first baseman came up, cut it off. That extended the game for Lindor to be the one to edit because it it was fit fitting, right? No one should have ended that game but Francisco Lindor playing against his former team for the first time. And what does he do? Hits a ground ball in between Andres Jimenez and Ahmed Rosario. The two guys, the Mets traded to get him. Mets walk it off. That's why you want superstars. Uh, that's why you don't just settle for Andres Jimenez maybe being the shortstop of the future. No, 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 no. You get the sure thing, the $341 million man. And you win big baseball games like that. Mets, massive victory. I want to discuss where this team continues to go from here when it comes to getting the baby Mets into the lineup all the time. When you have guys like Vogelback taking at bats like that. I also want, of course, just broach the fact that Pete Alonso is looking like a damn MVP. We're going to get to all that in a minute. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, so there's no cost to play, plus the more you win, the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. These are rewards such as so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com. The draft your team of free player cards. Set up your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that is SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. The Mets play the Guardians at 410 Eastern Time today. Catch every pitch of the Mets hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Now, what a game from this lineup. Uh, to see them start to come together and find an identity behind the baby Mets is something that hopefully will take this season and really turn it on a dime quickly. And it already has, but you got to keep the momentum rolling. And I think that's where you wonder, how are they going to juggle such a deep and talented team? Because you look at a bench that has a lot of the guys that were starting last year now. Got Eduardo Escobar, got... Daniel Vogelback, potentially. You got Tommy Pham, you brought in. We'll see how long he's with the team. And, of course, your backup catcher. 
How do you juggle all the pieces and make them fit? Here's the thing. The lineup we saw tonight, to me, is the best lineup the Mets can put out. Top to bottom, that is what they should go with moving forward. Okay, you look at how it performed. Okay, you have Brandon Emma, one for five, scored a run, drew a walk. Uh, Francisco Lindor, three for six, two runs scored RBI. Jeff McNeil, felt like he did a lot more, uh, one for fourth, a walk, run RBI, but great defense too throughout the game. Pete Alonzo, only one for five, but the one really counted the grand slam. Beatty, two for five. Marte, 0 for four. Vientos, one for four. Big hit late. Escobar came in the game as a pinch runner. Canna was one for four, yes. Uh, Then you get to Alvarez, two for four, two runs, two RBIs with the homer. I like that lineup, okay? I think the one hole in that lineup... Well, there's two right now because Sterling Marte is not playing well. You think Marte will eventually turn a corner, and you hope that that Canna will. But those are kind of the last places where you might say, all right, maybe there's a hole there. And who knows? Maybe at some point, Ron and Mauricio comes up to play second, and Jeff McNeil's in the outfield every day. That's certainly a possibility. But we know Buck Schulter's going to mix and match. We know he's going to try to get everyone time. And you know that Daniel Vogelback's just not going to waste away on the bench and not play at all. He's still going to get some DH run. And here's the thing. You need him to play so that he can break out of this slump. But as he continues to slump, you don't want to have a Vientos that's seen the ball great sitting on the bench. It's why I was campaigning for the Mets to do something with Vogelback. Okay? Uh, It's why I, last year, (laughs) was campaigning for Vientos over J.D. Davis. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he needs to be your everyday DH, but I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity right away. So you're going to have to deal with not seeing him at times. But that's the best lineup the Mets can put out there um, because it keeps Brett Beatty at third. And, and Brett Beatty is a really good defensive third baseman. And Mark Vientos is not going to be good over there. So the best offensive lineup would probably be to put Beatty in left, Vientos at third. But defensively, they're going to take a hit by doing that, and really in two positions, because even though I think Brett Beatty's probably going to be fine in left field when they play him out there, I don't know if he's necessarily uh, – we certainly want to upgrade. I imagine he's either as good at Canner as it's a watch. I will say his arm's got to be better. Mark Canner's arm out there, not great. So I don't know. We'll see how it all, it all shakes out. But this team constructed this way with Beatty batting fifth. I love that front five. With Nimmo, Lindor batting second now, McNeil third, Alonso fourth. It's what I've been asking for for a while now, dating back to last year. And now you have Beatty giving Alonso legitimate protection. And what does that do for him? He's been homering almost every game. It's not just because he's got Beatty behind him, but it does help. And man, he is on a tear right now. Pete Alonso, if the Mets win the division this year, Pete Alonso is going to be at least top three MVP. That that's another little bold prediction for you right now. If the Mets win the NL East. It's because Pete Alonso is at least top three, and honestly, it's probably because he wins the damn award because he's going to have to continue to put the team on his back, and he's showing that he's capable of having a season where he hits fifty home runs and leads this team day in day out. So love what I saw there. Now can the Aces? 
close this thing out. It's the last thing that we'll discuss. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You know you want to try the most comfortable shorts ever. When I was watching the game with my dad tonight, what did I have on? My Bird Dogs, okay? Because you can wear them in the house. They're comfortable. But also, I was out before that running some errands. I look good, okay? Because it's a, it's a good fit. They're versatile. Wear them wherever you want to. I can't get over the comfort. So if you want to try Bird Dogs, go to birddogs.com slash MLB. Use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB, and they're going to throw in a free Yeti tumbler with every order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONMLB. Going into this series, the game on Friday night was probably the one we all circled and said, I don't know if they're going to grab that one. Because they got Carlos Carrasco coming off an injury. He's got an ERA over eight this season going into the start. Still there. Um, yeah, you, you just thought, okay, this is going to be the one where the bats are going to have to win it for you. And they did. Now guess what? You got Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander to close out this series. And that is so important. Because if this team is really going to go on a run here, they need that continuity in the rotation to start to carry over series over series. And they need their aces to pitch like aces. And now it's all lined up. It's lined up the way you would have wanted it to back in opening day. Scherzer, Verlander, Senga. It's your next three starters. And there's every chance you can win all those games. And to close out this week with a sweep of the Guardians and a five-game winning streak, because Scherzer and Verlander pitched like aces, we're going to be back on Monday saying, oh, wait, okay, yes, the Mets are a great baseball team. They need to see it from the aces still. That's the missing component. As much as I can rah-rah about the baby Mets all day, and the fact that this lineup is clicking at the right time, they're finally starting to look like a team that can go on and, and win series after series after series offensively. But they still had a pitcher give up five runs today, and they still had to cobble together those middle innings. And their bullpen is taxed. The Mets need a Scherzer game where he goes up and he's attacking hitters and he's getting weak contact and. He's pitching into the eighth inning. They need that type of performance from Max Scherzer, from Justin Verlander. And if they get it again, it's going to change even further how we think about this Mets team. So we'll see if they're up to the task. I'm certainly hoping they are. Uh, And I'll be back on Monday to discuss it all. One last note for all you everydayers, because there is nothing better uh, to me. There's nothing I, I appreciate more than those of you who take the time every day to listen to the show. I want to give a shout-out to a special everydayer because my mom is a teacher. She is the best teacher in the world. That's not just favoritism coming from me. I'm telling you, she is the best teacher out there. And one of her students came up to her the other day and was wearing a Mets shirt. And so my mom asked her about it, and she says, yeah, well, my dad is a massive Mets fan. My mom asked, does he ever listen to podcasts by any chance? And the girl goes... You know, he just loves this show, Locked On Mets, and he listens every day. He, he, he absolutely loves this show. He talks about it all the time. 
my mom kind of was like, well, you realize that, you know, my name is Finkelstein, my, who hosts the show of Finkelstein. And it clicked for the little girl. She told her dad I was really excited about it. So shout out to Daniela's dad. And this is a test if you're a real everydayer. Because I imagine if you're a real everydayer, this is going to come back to me through my mom that you heard it. So shout out to you and shout out to all you everydayers. I'll be back on Monday. Make sure you follow, rate, and review. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets.